0: Buongiorno, ciao, bella. Buongiorno, Bibi. Va bene? Oh, oh, arrivederci. No, (laughs) you're already saying goodbye. I don't know
1: many. Your Italian words them.
0: Okay, well, everyone, hello, welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. This is Delia and Allison, your mother-daughter duo, your favorite mother-daughter duo. From New York City. We are live from New York City. Just kidding. We went to, what did we do last night, BB? We went
1: to the House of Gucci movie. We've been wanting to see it for so long. Like, seriously.
0: I know. We had just been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to come out, and they kept teasing it as Lady Gaga would go around the world in her fabulous Gucci looks. And then we Mm -hmm. would see trailers and photos and all the things, and it finally arrived. So, BB, what did you think about the movie?
1: I loved it. I mean, I, I read a lot of reviews that were lukewarm. Some said it was too long and, um, you know, that the story kind of dragged on. And, and other, you can read that on your own if you're interested in reading the reviews. But I would recommend going to the movie first before you read the reviews. But um, just being Ridley Scott and just the cinematography, the locations, the clothes, uh, that alone, you know, was enough enough for me. It was and it was the 70s, 80s and the 90s. And there were so many things like they would play different. Like when they were first at that disco, they were playing 70s music or 80s or whatever it was. You would kind of know what era it was, by the music they were playing and everything. And that was really fun for me. So, yeah, I thought it was just really a fascinating movie and a, and a sad story. I mean, it's not like the kind of movie you cry when you're leaving, but it is extremely, you know, a dysfunctional group of people that ended up hurting each other. And most of them ended up being alone or one end up dead. So, (laughs) Pretty tragic. What did you think?
0: I loved it. And, you know, we were trying to figure out when was the last time I've been Mm -hmm. in a movie theater with other humans. In there and the positive thing for me versus being at home, and this is the same with virtual church and everything, like you have that cell phone right there, and you can easily look at a text or whatever, but it was really nice to just be focused and zoned in on the movie, and that was all you could do. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to escape to all those lovely places, Mm -hmm. Samaritz and Lake Como and Italy and New York and all of the fabulous things. So I absolutely loved the movie and I thought
1: it was, it was good. Funny. And it was interesting too. being in the movie theater to, you would get the reactions from other people. Oh yeah. Too, which was interesting to see what they thought was funny or what parts that we thought were funny that they didn't or whatever, you know, just other people's reactions is interesting.
0: I know the ending words did, we don't have to talk about it, but it was definitely upsetting. So y'all have to see at the end of the movie if that upsets y'all, but it is sad to watch this family, this beautiful business that had been built and to have a family succumb to wealth and greed and just
1: completely fall apart Mm -hmm. was hard to watch for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it was interesting too. And it got to the part about uh, when Tom Ford came in as a young man and he pretty much saved the brand But when you worked at Barney's, there were so many people on the Barney's team that had come from Gucci working with Tom Ford. I thought that was really interesting. Obviously, the main thing is the fashion. And we were that was something that we, of course, would be interested in. And we did some research and we found out that the costume designer, the head of wardrobe, basically, I guess, was what's her name? Janty Janty Yates. And she had done uh, several other things, um, lots of other things with Ridley Scott before. And uh, she had a ton of fun because she got to go to Rome and go. Where did she go, baby?
0: No, she wasn't in Rome. It's in Florence. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: So she went to the
0: Gucci archives. She went to the Gucci museum as well, pre-COVID. So that is a place that I've gotten to go to. I I studied abroad in Florence in college So very thankful that I got to do that. And while I was in Florence, I most definitely visited the Gucci Museum. And it is fabulous. And under Alessandro Michele's reign, he has expanded that and added restaurants and all sorts of other things, too. So I've been dying to go back. That will be a special time when we can go back one day for sure. So she got to go to... Mm -hmm. One research at the museum, they also had access to the archives, but interestingly enough, they only used two looks from mm-hmm. the archives. Mm-hmm. And then they
1: also from
0: maybe someone's personal
1: collection. Oh, yeah Lady Gaga has her own archive. she's you know she's big about fashion as well and she's built this beautiful archival collection of things that she's worn and they did use two of the two of her. Sort of vintage Gucci pieces or looks um, in the movie. She said, when I read the article that you sent me, maybe in Harper's, that the House of Gucci now let them borrow some things from the archives. But when they had them, they stayed mainly in this hotel room in a safe with a guard there. And they just brought them out for a couple of scenes and then they, um, you know, put them back in very quickly. So I thought that was kind of cool to know about. So
0: the reason that Gucci at that time, so Patrizia, she liked to show off her figure. She was curvy Mm -hmm. and voluptuous. So she was mainly wearing E. St. Laurent and Dior. Dior. So we found that interesting. The wife Mm -hmm. of someone at Gucci was wearing other brands, but then she was one that loved to accessorize. And so Bulgari and Boucheron, They would bring the jewelry with one or two bodyguards (laughs) that would always accompany the jewelry, of course. And one of the things about successful people and us as well, being Virgo's attention to detail. So these fittings with Lady Gaga, they would last four to five plus hours because everything, every detail was thought out, the jewelry, the bag, the belt the piece and then even sometimes they would get on set and they would completely change. And you're going know, to talk about
1: yeah. that. Well, also she would make uh janty role play with her and they would play oh, the yeah. scene together. She was
0: in character right. in the fitting. And
1: and the costume designer would have to play the role of like what Jared Leto's character or whatever. And then she would decide, no, no, I think maybe we I need a heavier eyeliner or I think we should wear this wig or she oh, really, yeah. really, really, really thought it through much more so than normal than a lot of movies right they knew obviously this this was so much of the story but I thought it was interesting too that Gucci was a very conservative Mm. style brand which makes sense to me I mean I, I don't remember that many clothes yeah that were Gucci when I was young it was mainly bags and you know obviously Gucci loafers and things like that but um She, like you said, like her figure. So she went for these more feminine brands. And then when Tom Ford came in, that's when the sex factor for sexy, sensual clothes made Gucci become this international, huge, you know, success, mega brand that it is, that it is today. I was trying to figure it out myself. My gosh, they're like, she never was in an outfit twice in the movie. Never, not once. Of course. And so they were like, 50 different looks or whatever for each one of them. And um, not for each one of them, but certainly for the principal actors in the movie. And so it'd be hard to pick one thing that she wore that was the favorite. But I loved the ski looks, especially the way they played it, where she was sort of in this dark ski look or like a red sweater or whatever in that white hat. And then he was in all white. And then the other woman. Bella was in all white too so that signified he was in this group and she was in this all by herself Mm -hmm. the one who stood out and wasn't accepted so I just uh, I always am so fascinated by the way people use clothes to tell a story in an unwritten way Mm -hmm. you know and I thought that was pretty remarkable
0: a non-verbal way yeah. yeah exactly Oh, my gosh. I know. I loved the ski look in his cream, chunky sweater. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Incredible. I loved the Como look, the lace. They talked Mm. about that a little bit Mm -hmm. in these articles that we read. And the belt, too, was fabulous. Mm -hmm. But what I thought was interesting since mom recently launched men's styling and our men's gift guide has been so well received which is really fun and interesting and unexpected I was drawn to Maurizio's style Mm -hmm. I mean I loved Lady Gaga's for sure and Mm -hmm. she She looked fabulous and Mm -hmm. Patrizia-like. I thought it was very interesting that I could not tell the whole time if I liked her character, if I really didn't like her character. Was Maurizio Mm -hmm. in the right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Mm -hmm. What's happening? I guess Mm -hmm. it was mostly just sad and tragic. But Maurizio, I loved his suits, his Gucci loafers
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on the bike. Do you want Mm -hmm. to talk about our experience, your first experience Mm -hmm. in Milan?
1: Mm -hmm. So when we arrived, oh my gosh, we arrived in Milan, in Milano no, for Fashion Week. For Fashion Week from London, we came straight from London. Okay, and I had messed up the hotel arrangements anyway. The first night we didn't have a place to stay, so we had to stay in some Airbnb. But thank goodness it was in a cool area. And then the next morning we were having our wonderful little Italian breakfast al fresco in this little cafe. And my first memory of that trip to Milan, this beautiful Italian woman. She was in like a pleated skirt and a tight little turtleneck and pumps. And she put on her helmet and jumped on her Vespa and drove off mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. in pumps and a skirt. It's like, Oh my God, you could not get any more cheek. Uh-huh. And so in the movie, did you notice sometimes, like when she was out looking at the cows, the Gucci, you know, were so important to the Gucci's or whatever, she was in high heels in the grass. I was laughing about that. It's was like, those Italian women, they love their heels and always have.
0: I loved Maurizio's monogram oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pajamas. Mm-hmm. I loved how the movie, it would show all the
1: details. Like mm-hmm. he gets on his bike
0: and mm-hmm. then the camera goes down and shows the Gucci loafer. And, and he just, would
1: tie those things oh, yeah. around his cuffs so his cuffs wouldn't get caught in the, in the bike chains.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: Yeah. And he would hop on there in his suit. That's the way they all do. They're just I so impossibly chic. They made him, as he got more and more successful, yeah, his suits got more and more tailored and elegant looking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to you know give that idea. The houses were amazing, my goodness the everything was just so much fun, the jewelry was so cool to look at, and everything. It's crazy to think about about that, but it's not really like huge displays of wealth by these oligarchs or whatever in the world. It's not like that, you know it's not like so over the top, it's just like. This world that they lived in that was so, so chic. And they did have, you know, houses and separate and things like that. But it was just different. I love to hear like what you saw when you go to a movie versus what I noticed when I go to a movie. Anytime you talk to other people or read reviews, you know, you learn another perspective that maybe you didn't catch. Mm -hmm. It is a long movie, but it is really long because the previews. Oh, wow. We got there with the previews and there were so many previews. So, yeah, it's like a two, a little over two and a half hour movie. So maybe try and get there and skip the previews unless you like to see a lot of trailers for horror movies, which we can't understand. <laughs> but I know a lot of people love them. I think his suits were made by um, this New York tailor. I don't know. We probably Maybe we don't say his name, but he ended up having to follow him around. This was all during COVID. A lot of it. So, it so crazy. He ended up having to follow Adam Driver to like New Orleans, where he's filming and all these different places to keep, you know, to get all these 50 or 20 or 30, whatever it was, suits tailored in time for the movie. And then they did do some Geldo Zenia suits, too. I don't know which was which. On a side note to that, Xenia is just rebranded and now they're going to go by Xenia. I guess they're dropping the Geldo, but everybody kind of calls it Xenia anyway. And the difference in the two brothers. One brother was kind of wild and crazy and lived in New York. And one was very serious and conservative and lived in Italy. And the way they dressed, you know, you could tell the difference in the two personalities and the people based on what they were wearing.
0: Yes. So we highly recommend that you go see Mm -hmm. this fabulous Gucci movie, House of Gucci, and let us know what
1: you think. The last thing we wanted to mention was the phenomenon about how sales are affected by the brands when a movie or a TV show or a Netflix special or whatever is made about a fashion house. It happened with Halston and the TV series and they ended up having a collaboration with Netflix, which is, I don't think that's really ever been done before. Um, Do you know of any time that's been done before, Delia, when a, when something like Netflix is partnered with a brand, a fashion brand to make a collection?
0: No, it's new. And now Netflix is kind of becoming a shoppable e-commerce platform. I think that is well overdue to happen. It will be interesting to see how it
1: plays out. No doubt. Um, I was just reading an article about how the Gucci sales are being affected by the movie. And even though the movie has only come out so far in the United States and the UK, it's internationally of interest to people. So this one site said their searches have gone up 270%. They've had a spike of 270% in the interest in vintage Gucci outfits. And uh, of course, bags and things, but clothing as well. And then on Farfetch, Farfetch has seen a 1500% rise in people looking for iconic Gucci pieces from the past. And I'm sure a lot of this has to do with Lady Gaga. And even just the trailer that they put out, Adam Driver, I think it's really interesting in movies about fashion that the story is important, but it's just as important. I mean, in all movies, it's just as important what actors you get, but especially in these movies about um, fashion, the clothes, the attention to detail, the fashion is another main actor basically in the movie fashion the people that they choose the setting the glamour all of that is just as important as the story they're trying to tell because you know there have been a lot of reviews that were only so so about the movie and um the Gucci family isn't so happy about the portrayal either but in spite of that You know, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, obviously Al Pacino, you know, the list, uh, Jeremy Irons. I mean, the cast is so incredible and they already are known for their fashion images to begin with. And they're wildly popular. So you mix all that together and it makes perfect sense that Gucci is going to be having sort of this resurgence. Plus the fact that vintage fashion is huge right now anyway. And then now these younger people and all of us are reminded, if you're my age, of the original Gucci pieces and handbags and all that kind of stuff. And then loafers and everything. And then the younger group start to realize, oh, I didn't realize that Gucci loafers like that had been made for a long time. You know, I thought that was something recent in the last five or 10 years. So it's the fascinating thing to me about the effect that the movie has that just sort of keeps on going and growing out from just the movie itself.
0: Lady Gaga did such a phenomenal job ever since we started hearing about this movie wherever she was and you know every time she steps foot out the door she's photographed but mm-hmm. I th- really great job of wearing gucci starting the hype and the conversations building the buzz whether it's conscious or not that was just this constant reminder of gucci 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 and then also something we had talked about on the way to going to see the movie was with Gen Z, since one, they did not live it. So I guess it seems a little bit more interesting, but they are very nostalgic, like how they've been obsessed with Y2K and going mm-hmm. back to the 90s, too. So, since so many scary things have happened in their lives, that kind of looking back, it seems nostalgia, maybe that was an easier time. So that's. They're living the past, experiencing that part of Gucci history, maybe for the first time today with all the streetwear
1: and everything. To see this incredible um, glamour is such a different thing for them. I think that's also probably new and exciting to them. Yes, I mean, Gucci is
0: fabulous and super chic. Depending on, there's different ways to do Gucci and do all the different brands. Like, you can go for the more classic, iconic pieces like we got. Do you want to talk about our
1: experience getting the Gucci Jackie bag? Oh, we got that in Paris, didn't we? I think that was when you were just graduating from college, that trip. I don't think we got it during Fashion Week, is what I'm saying. And that was certainly when. You know, it's had a resurgence, but I guess that's another thing to think about when you make a purchase, these things come in and out, just like the Dior saddle bag. Did we get that in Paris too? I can't remember now, but these things that you, you know, they come in and out. Like when I got either both of those bags, I I didn't really think about the fact that it wasn't on trend, but then all of a sudden it's on trend and you're like, oh, we have that. That's fun. We should pull that out and, and wear
0: that again now going through this experience with shop shops and going to all these vintage and consignment stores, I have been seeing over these past couple of months, a lot of Gucci bags and luxury bags in person. Mm So, and you can see how it's evolved over the years and kind of tell the time frame. So like the Gucci logo, it used to be cursive and then they change it over the years or there's a certain specific series that you're looking at or a specific designer that created it. Did you tell me that there's going to be a Louis Vuitton documentary coming out? It's Louis would-be 100th anniversary of his, he would be 100. Yeah, there's going to be a docu-series about his life on Apple TV coming out in December. That's
1: another example. It's already so widely popular and then very, very, very devastatingly, they just lost their menswear designer, Virgil Abloh, to cancer. But it will become even bigger with that documentary. It's so interesting to me. Um, And it's really fun to learn the the history behind a lot of these brands too, especially for a new generation.
0: Exactly, so if you are curious about which Gucci piece you should add to your wardrobe, you can reach out to us, go to the Style That Binds Us website, and there is a place to email us, and we can help you choose the most perfect piece or pieces for you.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we might even be able to track down a bag that you've been trying to find, but you cannot? Oh, for sure.